Colts badly overpaid, badly. You should receive draft compensation for taking Carson Wentz, who I told everyone two years ago in the second half was not good. And then last year, everyone finally figured out, actually, yeah, he's not good. He's a reclamation project. Notice the only two teams interested were former teams with former coach connections, right? Right. And Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, June. I'm here with Jay Boogie, here with Big Game Yo. James. Yo. Guys. Again, all things sports podcast. Make some noise, y'all boys. Make some noise. Are <laughs> we just know, making noise and make noise? I feel I mean, like. No, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, how long it's been, you know, up and running. Things have been going smooth. We're doing our thing. You got to shout yourself out one time or two, right? I feel that. So, shout out to y'all boys. Shout out to Max Kellerman because... Basically, you know, if you didn't hear or you weren't oh. listening for whatever reason, I we're jumping right into it, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, Max, no time uh, wasted. Max Kellerman he said that the Colts badly overpaid. Those were his words. He said that they should have received draft compensation for a Carson Wentz in a deal with you know the Eagles. Uh, obviously, this is we, a big deal. We're gonna break this right down. I know, I know, it's been a good week in sports. You know, basketball is doing their thing. Um, We've seen some good games, some all-star performances by all-star candidates. Um, we've seen the all-star starters get released and in, in, in those things. But the biggest news in sports today, thankfully it dropped today. Look, Al Leiter's just in agreement with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eagles, they trade Carson Wentz, which is for a third-round pick this year and a conditional 2022 second round pick which could turn into a first round pick if he plays 70 percent of the snaps uh if they don't make the playoffs i believe and if they do make the playoffs i believe he has to play 75 percent of his snaps mm-hmm. so those are the stipulations as far as the so we might not get that first round no <laughs> I, we have to believe the goal is for you guys to earn a first round pick through this trade because we want carson wentz as colts fans Standing up at the end of the year, leading us to the playoffs. And I feel like if the Colts can put things around him, which we've seen Chris Ballard do a great job building this team, um, it can be dangerous. But before we get into just the Colts and how things could work, what are your guys' thoughts on the trade? And, and, and do you have a winner? Do you? Because uh, as everybody's saying, right, there's three sides to this thing. Mm-hmm. Eagles, Colts, Wentz. Like, who, who's the Hold biggest up. winner? I mean, yo, can we acknowledge the fact that it's real ironic that it's, like, the Colts and the Eagles? As I... As I <laughs> yeah. We're both fans. But, like, how often does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> the irony started, though, when Frank Wright got the job in Indy. And it was like, okay, this guy literally just led this team, you know, as an offensive coordinator to the Super Bowl and won with a backup quarterback. I mean, hey, we got to start putting some respect on his name in the aspect of, you know, he could be a respectable head coach. Fast forward, what, three years, I think four years maybe even. Um, this might be the – this is the fourth yeah, year. The fourth so year. fast forward four years now. Carson Wentz goes through one of the worst quarterbacking 2020s anybody could have ever had. Um I think he was ranked like 31st. Mentally so. was checked out, right? We saw it on field. He had all his problems where he was holding on to the ball too long. The Eagles themselves were one of the unluckiest teams dealing with the health, the injury bug. Um, and he never had a chance to really get anything going. He, I can't say he didn't have a chance. 
I take that back because he had his chances. He was a starting quarterback for the team, and they believed in him for a little longer than we expected they would. But um, in all fairness, no protection due to injuries, no weapons due to injuries, horrible defense. It, it doesn't I mean, no equate. Team just it, really it doesn't equate around. to a good yeah. quarterback play, and that's what we saw. Now, I look at this thing like it's a it's a win win win. In the general in the general aspect, it's a win win win. Now, when you break it down, there's some bigger winners in this. But I think the Eagles win for the simple fact that they had to get rid of Carson Wentz at this point. I mean, he drove their franchise to fire the coach, right? Then it was like he throws a pity party because he's on the sideline getting benched, doesn't show support for his backup quarterback who at the time is doing a better job and, you know, earning his reps. And then he just he just puts your franchise at this place where he made the Eagles eat up what thirty four million in cap yeah. to trade him. That's kind of boss right there. That's kind of boss. Oh, he's taking that approach. Come no, on, no, man. no, no. You gotta Already. look at it. You gotta look at it. No, you gotta look at it in the sense of so for Carson for the Eagles, they they put themselves along with him putting them in the corner, and they had to get out of it. They're potentially getting a first round pick. I don't know that their first round pick is gonna be top fifteen, top twenty. But they're getting another first-round pick. Hey, so that's the Eagles. It was a small win. Let's celebrate Jalen Hurts. It's his time. Let's show him our confidence in Hurts him early. Season. Oh, you know, I can't wait. I think Jalen Hurts wouldn't have. I think it would have been worse if you guys would have waited, you know, after free agency, all this shit, to trade him. Because then it's like, how does Hurts feel? Am I the quarterback of this team? Like, right now, before free agency... Hertz knows this is his team. It's his group of guys up until the draft, at least. But um, that's another conversation. You guys are going to attack free agency, hopefully, in in ways to help Hertz. So I just think at this time, that's the Eagles win. Wentz wants to be with for the, uh, with the Colts. Mm-hmm. That's been said, right? He knows right. He has that relationship. There's a great offensive line. They have a great young defense. We're the youngest team in the NFL. You You saw that. Uh, with a little bit better quarterback play or m- more athletic quarterback play at times could have helped in certain situations. I'm not taking anything from Phillip Rivers because last season wasn't on him and he put us in a great position. But with Wentz here, with free agency coming up, the Colts having a number two uh, you know, cap space, there's just a lot of good things to look at when you're talking about why a quarterback would want to be on that team with that scheme. Didn't mean to do that. But then you got the Colts. And it kind of reflects off what I just said, right? Mm-hmm. You have a guy who was a former number two overall pick uh, five years ago. Jared Goff gets traded, right, for Stafford. 19 days prior. And now we got number two gone. And, hey, new starts, fresh faces, new places. We see it all the time. We see it, you know, happen and, and their careers fade away. We see resurgences in some athletes. Carson Wentz has the prototype to be a great quarterback in the league. He has the athleticism. He has the, the the arm talent. It's a mental block that he has to overcome. And I'm not going to put one year of football. Like The health goes back to the offensive line, the Eagles, the protection. And, you know, I'm not going to put all the, the problems mm, I mean, on Carson It's been more than just last year, though. He's been on that. But has Carson Wentz been had a great... Yeah. Huh? He's, He's been, been regressing? He, yeah. So on the health on the health tip though real quick, 2017 he tears his ACL on a on a hit so that was him, but there's other injuries where Carson Wentz is just getting beat up throughout the years. 
you guys had a great offensive line when you won the Super Bowl, but much so after that, you haven't been the healthiest team. So there's been a lot that doesn't help his, you know, stability. I think being here is only beneficial to him. Um, and it gives him a chance to say, okay, I have protection now. I have a good defense. I have a great running back core. This is everything I need in a sense to be able to get my mind off of all of this pressure and just focus on the playbook, focus on getting, you know, the guys open and stuff like that. I just think it, it really helps out. So, I mean, what are you guys I, thinking? You know, uh, I, I, it's, oh my God, I don't even know what to fucking say to be real with you. I'm happy That's it's over. Fan, by the way. I'm happy it's over. I'm happy we can move in the right direction and be real with you. Like, this is what we had to do. I just hope that we don't draft a quarterback at number six. Like, that's going to be, like, be back into the same old shit. But it was time <laughs> for him to go, to be real with you. It was time. Like, I, cool. I mean, well, yeah, he clearly voices. I wish we would have got more. But I seen somewhere where, like, that was the Colts' first and only offer, like, that's the only like we stuck with it. Yeah, so shout out to Chris Ballard. Man. I feel like what Gym happened. I feel like what happened is that Howie probably went around to other places and was just like, yo, what are we gonna get? I saw a report that supposedly the Bears never reached out. Yeah, yeah, Bears never even called y'all. Shout out to Sal. Uh, shout out Sal. Sunshine Vintage would have been his quarterback. Um, cool. Like, honestly, it's like, I don't really care about the man. <laughs> I'm here with you. Like, I'm just happy that he out of here. It sucks that he, like, it ended like this. I would think that we would have at least got a playoff win with him. But <laughs> it is oh what it is. Oh, my God. That's Damn. right. It is what it is. Like, I can't say anything. Like, it's time to get That's crazy when you think about it. Y'all won a Super Bowl, but he's never won a playoff game. That's when it started going downhill. The Colts traded well, yeah. for Carson Wentz, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Don't do that. So you're hoping up. Don't don't don't. That's do what that. you're hoping for. Carson yeah. Wentz has a ring. Let's not get it twisted. It, it, Julian, <laughs> I, I really that can't. ring got the biggest Ooh. asterisk on it. God yeah. knows. That. I bet that asterisk VV. Man, I, like yeah. I've said before on this, I podcast, ain't never seen him show yeah. that ring before. How many carrots on that? <laughs> how many <laughs> carrots on that asterisk? You think he wore that ring? It's tucked away so nah. far. He doesn't wear that ring, man. He don't. He don't gotta wear it. He don't gotta wear it, but he got it though. It's in his man. Are cave. you skeptical by any chance? Like, are you skeptical? No, let's be real. Um, <laughs> like, come on now. Like, I know this isn't like all oh, Joe. You talking about Carson Wentz here, right? No, what's your cold? All bets nah, are off. And I've been, I, yeah, yeah. All bets are off. We rode Philip Rivers to the dirt, bro. Let's go. What did I say when we got Philip Rivers? QB one. I rode that boy the whole season. Let's get it up and down. Let's go. Pause. Which that was Jesus. Oh, pause. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna edit that out. Pause. So don't even sure. <laughs> I was on. I was. I was. I was on the Philip Rivers hype train the whole season. So already, you feel me? I just want you to at least. Uh, I mean, you weren't like that before the season started, though. Not at all. Not at all. And you were very of the mindset of, oh, like it looks like we're gonna do it, but I don't really want to do it. Right. And then they made a decision right. for like the first like I feel like hour or two. He was trying to work through the motion. Then he's like, "Fuck it, this is my quarterback." So. QB one, Philip Rivers. All right, baby. one seven, and I re- I respect Philip Rivers a shit ton more. I like him a lot more. He wasn't one of my favorite quarterbacks. He became you know one of one of my one of my guys. With Carson Wentz, ooh, you think he changes his number? I hope he changes his number. I think new beginnings are a big important thing for people who's lost What's who's lost confidence. I I would like ten. You know, what? I would like ten. Ten's a nice number. I mean, um, when quarterbacks leave. Philly, I don't. I don't want don't really him to go do to seventeen. 
Okay, that's a narrative. <laughs> that is I'm very just, I'm just true. Throwing it out there, narrative. bro. I'm just helping you, man. Give and me two quarterbacks. Kevin Cobb, Donovan McNabb. Okay, give me two good quarterbacks. Uh, Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb. Well, yeah, Michael Vick was on Stop. the tail. Stop. When Vick left, he wasn't. Stop. Stop. Vick Nick came Foles. back to the Nick NFL. Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles was bad when he left. Guys, guys. <laughs> Nick guys. Foles won twenty-seven and two. The Super Bowl MVP. No, 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 yeah, I understand, Foles. but. Nick Foles, who was your quarterback the year after Nick Foles won the Super Bowl? Carson Wentz, right? And Carson Wentz came back. Foles went to the playoffs. No, oh, I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost to the Bears because of Alshon, right? No, he lost to the Saints because no, 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 of Alshon. Saints. So, but wait, what would that mean? No, 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 no. I was, he was still playing for us. <laughs> and then when he left, that's what I was saying. He had another year with y'all. And then when he left, I mean, Nick Foles is what thirty-two. Yeah, just bro, just come back home, bro. Damn, <laughs> like come on, Nick. Stop it. You come were just back talking home. about hers. All right, let's yeah, get back I'm to it though, real quick. So Carson Wentz, there is a lot of skeptic. What is it? Skept? How you say that? It's a reason. Skepticism. For, skepticism. I didn't want to just say it's it. It's a reason for y'all to uh, be skeptical. So his injury thing is 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 tricky, but I think with our protection, we let up only nineteen sacks to one of no to the most unathletic quarterback in the league. If he can stay healthy, use his athleticism as he did in Philly, um, and play even at a 2018-2019 level. We're going to get a lot out of this guy. And nah, our, you, you want that 2017-2018. Of course we do. That but, but if I would have said that, if I would have said that, you guys would have just well, not even, me, right. I would have been like, Take the 2018. Like the year after he, Carson he came Wentz, back, he wasn't that bad. This past year had his worst year. That's fair. I mean, hey. Yeah, 19, was 19, 19, was, 19 wasn't looking good either. It wasn't It wasn't horrible. No, I ain't going to lie. He regressed like worse each year. Did, yeah, no, he like, did. You did, you did team, see so, it. So did your team, yes? Yeah, cool. Relax. Calm down. No, <laughs> like, so do your team, right? Yeah, but a quarterback with no run game and no defense. Yeah, but it's not like he was making good decisions. He wasn't getting rid of the ball. Yeah, he was holding on to some, the ball. Some too. Of that stuff, like, until, like, don't get me, don't get me I wrong. Think, I think that holding on to the ball thing is a lot of last year. Like, he really, really showed his colors with it last year. But I don't know that that's Car- – Carson Wentz is known for the big play. He's known for the extension of the play. And it's a fine line between – knowing when to get rid of it and holding it for too long. He had the respect from everybody to hold on to the ball until he makes a play because he was doing that in 2017 or whatever. But you have to have talent around you to be able to make those plays as well. Like look at when Steph when, I get when that. look at when Josh Allen goes to the playoffs that year, the first year, without, you know, a number one receiver and, and really just John Brown and Cole Beasley. He he's running around looking crazy. But now this year he's running around, he's finding Diggs, he's finding Gabriel. Like there's a little more weapons there. It looks better, and I think that it looked better when Alshon was playing at the top of his game, and Nelson Aguilar was doing his thing. Ertz was his blanket. Like he had those weapons, and he made the plays. As the weapons regressed, his play regressed. Which I'm not saying that's okay, but hey, if he's good when he got, we gonna give him. I mean, the I crazy like thing is, like, the crazy thing is, it just seems all to be in his head. Right. Really. It's, it might so, be how do you think, so, how do you think it feels reuniting with a coach that has the utmost respect for you? That's what I'm saying. You, I mean, he, like, lit- he literally went to the best situation Reich, possible. You know Frank Reich is the type of guy, first of all, he's a great leader as a coach, and he's a great speaker, and he knows how to get players to understand him and vice versa. So... 
if he's going to have this quarterback who in his head right now is, you know, a little unstable or lost some confidence, I don't want to just put words, you know, there, but it's there's clearly something where he's kind of going through a mental block. A guy like Frank Wright is the perfect guy, especially the fact that they have that previous relationship and Carson Wentz is a man of faith. Frank Reich is the same way. Like, they just have that chemistry with each other where I think the trust right. is going to be and it's, there. It's, like it's, it's, it's beyond football. Exactly. Them. So, it's not a Philadelphia crowd he's going to have to come out to every Sunday. It's a it's a much more calm environment. He's playing in a dome. He's not going to have to play winter football, you know, every week or so. Like, there's a lot of changes from Philadelphia to the Colts, and it starts with the culture that we have in our locker room versus y'all's, the you know leadership and shit like that. Like I'm not trying to, but sorry, right, bro. I'm not it's a different. It's a different. <laughs> it's a different thing. So I'm think, excited. I think he'd be a top seven quarterback. I'm excited. I'm a not top like seven. And by that, he, I mean like he get like best case scenario. He he's can. at seven. He definitely can. Best case scenario. I gotta see it. He's, I'm sorry. I, I just gotta see it. I'm not even saying that because he came I, from us. I, I think he's, I think he's top ten. I think I think he'll have a top ten season. It's the same reason why like this. The same amount of like positivity is like I have the yeah. same amount of negativity as right. well. This man played for us, so right, it's right. like I, I know you that like it. yeah, like <laughs> he you can get very hype and then it's just like I just feel like the situation in Indy right. will make him. Like I said, I don't think he's gonna be back to almost MVP caliber. I don't think we're gonna see twenty seven at least. 2017, at least not out the when gate. When everybody but. respected and loved Carson Wentz, and he was smiling and playing the game with joy, that was when he was at his best. What a great Colts time. Nation has clearly embraced the trade. Colts Nation has clearly has no negative. Co- I haven't seen a negative comment by a Colts fan on Twitter today about Carson Wentz. And I'm not saying that we're praising him. I'm not saying that we're like, oh my God, this guy's going to take us to the glory. But it's more of... I mean, we got a quarterback with some talent. We went from not having a quarterback mm, last night is. to it having is. a quarterback with talent y'all, and prototype. Yeah, finally, kind of like bounced back from the luck shit. That's what it feels. I don't, like. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go so far. I don't no, go yo, so far. after after the luck, after luck, y'all had quarterback issues for the longest. That's fair. Kobe Brissett, Philip Rivers now retired, so it's like, and y'all knew he was leaving, so it's That's like, fair. all right, sooner or later, we, we gotta something. like, and it was get gonna something. become this or trade up and grab somebody. But I think that the value of the quarterback in the draft right now is so high, and like. A guy like Zach Wilson can easily go for three. I don't, I don't like, think I don't think that was an option for you guys. You, no. I don't think you guys had the option of taking a risk. I mean, on a a trade no, I feel like no. I a feel like Lance. I feel like if they had trade to, they would have It's I ain't gonna let this draft is a lot of quarterbacks. That's so what I feel I'm like if they had to, I feel like they would have way too high. So I think that all the quarterbacks are gonna be gone. You know, I seen reports about them trading. I feel like this was, this, this was your best bet. Either, seen, either that or maybe getting another quarterback. And free agency, which is really I've seen reports dack. about like um I don't know how true this is, but um they were asking for Mariota. Colts was asking about Mariota. I don't think so, bro. I, I mean know. oh and also I seen if um if they didn't like get this, it was uh, possibly trading up to get Phil's the Colts. If like uh, yeah, Carson it, Wentz, but it just it. comes down to who's gonna who's gonna trade us the pick and and you know is Fields gonna still even be available? There's so much that goes into trading up for a quarterback that it damn near has to be on perfect. draft night. Yeah, it gotta be. Perfect. You know what I mean? Because it's like you could trade up to seven and then three four days later somebody trades up to five and it's like you kind of really just shit it on your money because now you still don't have a yeah, quarterback. You kind of showed your hand. Yeah, way too soon. Yeah. So and Chris Ballard don't show his hand if. If he's going to show his hand, he's going to be firm with it. Compare him to the other quarterbacks in your division, though. Well, Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to count him. I think he's you out. Have to, yeah, you wouldn't have to. So, you can, you can count Trevor Lawrence, though. 
Trevor Lawrence, Ryan I'm not Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill. You shouldn't be. I wouldn't be afraid. Of, I wouldn't be afraid of Trevor Lawrence right now. Anyway, it's nah. it's not about being afraid of him, but I'm definitely gonna respect him when we play him because I know that he's gonna throw some throws to make <laughs> your defense look kind of silly. I can't wait. As bad as the Jags might be, Trevor Lawrence is as good as as he is. So it doesn't matter. Like he's gonna be able to put throws in places where DBs are gonna be like. Plus, I mean, let's also oh. obviously the night. Shout out to him, bro. You saw his pro day. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was killing that shit. He was killing that shit. Yeah, no, I was saying, you know, who knows uh, what they? I mean, obviously, they're not going to be in any position to compete for a playoff or anything. But he's got to start somewhere. So who knows? They have the most uh, cap space. Maybe they make a move here and there. Obviously, they don't got to blow all the money this year. But if they can, you know, because everybody knows they're getting Trevor Lawrence. So and they got Urban. And it's in Florida. So maybe those three things can entice at least some players. Kind of like what we did. Like I said, kind of like what we did. I mean, it's going to... Okay, winning entices. And I think that's the that's, bottom line. Like, I mean, that's They're going to have to have something to show for for somebody to say, all right, this, like, they were literally the worst team in the league. Yo, we had too much... The Eagles, we had too much uh, relationships with the Colts. I think it's done. Like, all right, let, let's leave these niggas alone. All right, we over here just going back and forth. We're going to take your offensive coordinator. Y'all took our quarterback. <laughs> like, all right, bro, it's, hey, it's it. We ain't got nothing Come else to shop. take from y'all boys. Come shop. Um, mm. Hey, man. Oh, and Ertz is almost out, too. Ertz, if Ertz would have been included in the deal, I, I mean, would have been. His, no, y'all would have had to give us a first. Fuck that. No. Wait, no. <laughs> like, no, no I would no, definitely no, give y'all the first, though. What, what's, no. the, what's the situation? Is this the last year of his deal? or he yeah. Got, yeah. No, no, no. He, okay. Uh, yeah, he's about to be asked to be on release. I don't think it's his last year, though. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, because he signed an extension. Yeah, he's about to actually be released. They're saying uh, very soon if a trade doesn't go through. Yeah. But that's, no. Honestly, that's just back to. That's next week. <laughs> that's Thanks. honestly that's just back to like you know just a bad locker room he's just probably done with Philly as well speaking of bad locker rooms facts Houston we have a problem another one your franchise guy wants out Deshaun Watson but your other franchise guy the guy who got your franchise here is gone now cause he wanted out thankfully they respected it they did it smooth it's like a Blake Griffin type of Draymond Green, uh, excuse me, Andre Drummond situation, which we'll talk about. But we touched on this a little bit. I like how I like how you know Houston did him the solid. He you know paid his debt, and and he's going to be able to hopefully play for a contender. I would like to see JJ Watt on a winning situation because you know his whole. I mean, Houston. Right. Yeah. We we know Houston when they were good, they weren't even good. Have, oh yeah, they've never. Oh wait, no. They yeah, didn't. yeah, they lost to the Raiders in the playoffs, or or the Raiders might have lost to them in the playoffs. But they lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Patriots. They used to be the bully on Wild Card Saturday. You didn't oh. get bullied. They used to get bullied on Wild Card oh, yeah, Saturday. Yeah. I would like to see JJ Watt go to the Packers. Mm. I just him and that that and Packer colors. That shit just look cool. I mean, plus he played for Wisconsin. So. But if he goes to the Browns, man. Oh, yeah, him and Miles Garrett. Bruh. What about Olivier Vernon? Mm-hmm. Who was hurt last year but came back and started balling toward the end of the year. I think I might sound I crazy, see, but the obviously Colts he don't wants to have... Play, obviously he wants to play with his brothers. The Colts don't have a lot of money for no reason. No, I don't, go, I don't want him to go to uh, to Pittsburgh. I don't, I don't either. No. I want Man, him to go. That would be dope if he got to play with his brother. Yeah, but like, that's cool. They're going to lose Bud Dupree. Probably. Yeah, like, that's cool right, and all, but... 
Either go to Indy. the either Juju go to Mary. the Browns if you're trying to get this shit going now because the Browns are like yo. It, I mean, it, it depends yo, we, on what here. Yeah, <laughs> like really it depends on what Baker, he wants to do. Baker played his best season. I think the last Browns year. have a good chance to win the division next year. We'll talk about that. But and if they add, yo, you know how crazy I mean, that to be rush honest, gonna be. Hey, Chiefs. No, probably probably could use them. No, please no. No, I mean, they could yeah. get him for a good price with Chris Jones. Oh, yeah. That's scary. Oh, yeah. I think either Chiefs or Green Bay, really. I just want to uh, – I kind of want to see him go to – if I had to choose, Cause, I will say Green Bay. Because let's be real. Just because it looked cool as fuck. I think be real with you. you, you, you got to go someplace as a quarterback. Off rip. And let's also think – Carson Wentz just got traded in. J.J. Watt isn't the same J.J. Watt. Like, let's all keep it Say up. that again? J.J. Watt isn't the same J.J. Watt. When healthy, J.J. Watt is definitely very much somebody you got to double But see, But see, you said when healthy. That's fair. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, fair. So let's but say I also. feel like that's been a story of his career, too. You know, like when he plays. I mean, when he plays, he's plays. I mean, he's, he's, he's in his early 30s, so he could still play at yeah, least. Yeah, but his availability. That is just, yeah. it's just a serious thing. It's like, not the same. Obviously, it's not the same J.J. Watt, like but it's still... His, like, he can still add something to a championship team. No, I think he's close to the same J.J. Watt, but, like, he's, his availability, it's just that he's not you there. You notice it, it makes an impact. Hell yeah. Bro, you can't not double-team J.J. Watt if he was playing all games. You know, I'm talking about when he's not there, though. Like, Plus, him, right, not being, him, right. not, him not right. being there, people are, like, noticing other shit. A big Plus, off. you can move him around on, on, on the line, yeah, too. For that, reason, for that reason, I would say maybe the Browns. Like, maybe if he was, like, that same J.J. Watt, like, always in shit, I'm like, yo, Green Bay, he gonna kill that shit. But it's just like, yo. Well, I mean, even with what they got up in Green Bay, he could he would still get one-on-ones, you know, because, I mean, they they have the, the Smiths, and then yeah. you add him, he, he could still get some, he could still get some pressure up in there. But like I said, or the Chiefs, too, you got, yeah, you got Jones go, and go to the Clark. Go to the Packers, Clark. Man. Well, also, no, because, I mean, we got to see them boys. Oh, fuck it. Go to the Packers. I'm not going to say season. nothing, but slide the to the fuck? coast. Robert Mathis approved. He said you already know what's good. Oh, yeah. i seen that. Slide to Indy. Everybody won J.J. Watt. Why wouldn't you? I mean, it seems yeah, like, exactly. a, cool, Why seems like you? a cool guy, no? He's a, he's a, Walter he's a, Payton, man he's a winning playmaker. He's a winning playmaker. It seems like it's been a trend on Twitter or uh, Instagram to uh, try to recruit J.J. Watt. I mean, hey, DeAndre. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins won him in yeah. Arizona. <clears throat> I was laughing. Oh, they're I'm talking like, about Tennessee too. He's like DeAndre Hopkins. Like, let's finish what we started. Mm-hmm. It's like, fam, we really ain't started. That boys wasn't even cool <laughs> like that. <laughs> we really ain't even get it started. <laughs> you, you was really happy to be out. You ain't miss JJ Watt, dude. Oh do uh, do players, do players really think that we're hitting them up on Twitter in front of everybody for the whole world to see? That's hey. how I know you're not really about it. Because uh, <laughs> if you're about it, nah. I'm going to hit you in your DMs. Text that boy. Yeah, yeah call yeah. him. Yo, bro, listen. Text we could do this. So you signed him, right? Uh, <laughs> I'll send the papers right know, now. Let me know. Yo, I can't be a player. I would Yo, be I'm like, a coach right now. I mean, be they, the could be, they could be cool I'll like be the ultimate negotiator. What? Yo, bro, listen. Oh, you got to check this out, bro. Bro, I need you over here. <laughs> Yo, I'm trying to get my new contract. These boys cool over here. Like, everything cool. Like, you can mm. chill. The weather's nice. Do you like cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I think you said the weather's nice. You a Bucks fan? Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> not, we talking, Not yeah. up in Green Bay, yeah. <laughs> Gotta say whatever. Gotta yeah. say whatever to get them. Weather's nice and cold. Do you like beer? You drink, right? You drink beer, <laughs> You watch basketball? You know that guy, Greek Freak. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think James sounded like he want to be a Packers fan. Ooh, hey, no, whenever you're ready to make the switch, 
I, I would never. I like Aaron Rodgers. Let us though. know. That's my guy. I could never. He's an Aaron Rodgers fan. He wants to do the Packers. He's a Milwaukee never. Bucks fan. Did I, I you know. like Marquette back in the day? No. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even really fuck I don't with know what a Marquette is. No, I know what Marquette is. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. He's like, yeah, the market where I go. Uh, the market. Which market? That's all I should have said. Which market? Which market? Nah, but um, I guess we're gonna finish football on. A little more of, I guess, the emotional side tip of things. Uh, I guess earlier this week it was. This was earlier this week. This happened. You know, they, yeah, I, I want to say probably like last week. This is two, no, this is Tuesday. This was Tuesday. No, this oh, where? I thought this it was like Tuesday. on Sunday uh, type tip. They found former NFL pro bowler Vincent Jackson um, passed away in a hotel. So just a quick little moment of silence for Vincent Jackson. And um, it's sad. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. We watched him growing up. I remember specifically Madden 08 mm. when, they, the, when they had them crazy spectacular catches in there. If you used Chargers. to throw that deep ball with Phillip, man, they're going to put eight in the box because LT's going to kill him. You throw it to Gates a few times, and then you hit Vincent Jackson deep, every time it's going to work. Man, he was such a big deep threat back in the day. And watching the Colts, you know, as a Colts fan, and us drafting Michael Pittman, you know, is is that's the Vincent Jackson prototype in a sense, yeah. and we said that you know in the off season last year, going into the league. So it's just really unfortunate to to see you know what happened and kind of hear about what things you're hearing about, whatever, whatever. Um, so I definitely wanted to pay respects to him, uh, and it kind of opens the conversation for the realities of NFL players post career, right? Uh, a lot of them find themselves retiring and then having to kind of refine themselves or their purpose, this, that, and the third. I don't know if you guys saw Greg Camarillo. He put like a thread on Twitter and he was just explaining how, uh, you know, ever since you're little, you know, your dream is to be a star in the NFL. You're working so hard at it. And then the, you know, football culture is tough it out. You know, don't, don't show them you're crying, that type of mantra attitude but you know that's very far from what real life is like right the nfl world there's a lot of worlds in this world that people go to and and you know you you find escapes or whatever um the nfl is definitely one of them and you know these guys are making a lot of money but it's definitely an escape for a lot of players as far as doing what they love um getting paid to do what they love being on that field with their guys and you know, just trying to be a competitive person at that point of their career. And they're known to be great for that. But once you retire, you put the pads down, you could be 30 years old. You know, these guys are 29, 30, 31, 32 years old retiring. And, you know, when we look at sports, when we're kids, we're like, oh, that that guy's 30 years old. Like, why would they sign him? He's old. But that's football perspective. Mm -hmm. When you talk about real life, you know, 30 years old, bro. <laughs> they said life don't even start to eat 30. They said it get fun when you turn 30. So to, to hear about guys, you know, in their early 30s or just guys in general, man, 30, 30 40, 50 years old, man, that, that's, a, you know, life is, is supposed to be a long, good, healthy one. And uh, for the ones that are dealing with the pain for the rest of their life, you know, their brain damages for the rest of their life, the, the effects of just playing on Sundays every day at that high impact. And we got to remember, 
football has gotten softer over the years. Mm-hmm. So these guys that we're seeing as retirees are guys that played when we were growing up and the nasty era of football, right? So I I don't know if you guys have comments or, like, if you have, like, open topics or discussions you want to kind of bring into it. But, you know, seeing this happen, you, you have to think it's related to, you know, finding trouble in 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 life mm-hmm. due to you know your NFL career and and it coming into an end i feel like it ends so abruptly for them right it's like you were this star and now you're just like like what are you going to do with your life you don't want to do nothing so find your purpose and and it's tough you know you you may be addicted to a painkiller maybe you find you know this gateway maybe you just don't i don't know so uh, like I said, I don't know if you guys have thoughts or comments or anything or just want to kind of open discussion with it because I don't really have a question for you, but I know it's, it's a lot to kind of digest. Um, I mean, to be honest, it's really not not much to say from my end. Just really uh, prayers go out to his family. It's like the same old thing that we see with the NFL. And it's kind of like you can't really say anything about it because it's always a thing when people say like, you know, you know what they're getting themselves into. So it's like prayers go out to him that's yeah. it <laughs> that's all i can say i mean it's kind of like what you said it's it's unfortunate because we see a lot of these you know these these young men start college you know you're 18 usually get drafted you're about 21 22 and you know obviously we've seen more nfl players than we'll remember because there'll be random times where we'll be like oh we forgot about this player so right. you think about all the players come in and out of the league, um, and, you know, the good ones, you know, stay past 30. The really good ones stay till you know, maybe 34, 35. Right. So you got to think you're getting drafted 21, 22. If you have a quote-unquote average career, you'll probably be out the league or, you know, retired or done before you're 30. And then, you know, like you said, we have all this, you know, these things that are happening to, to these guys. And it's unfortunate that, you know, and I, we, we've heard the argument of, you know, they know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, but that doesn't make it any easier or make it any better. You know, if, if you you're because you got to look at it from the aspect of the NFL and these owners, you're essentially making money mm-hmm. off these players, you know, and like any sports it's a fraternity. It's a, it's a brotherhood. So I don't see why once they're out the league and pretty much you're done making money off them now, you know, they're kind of to the wayside. You know, we don't we don't see anything being kind of, I, I guess, a contingency plan or right. retirement plan. Really, let's call it, you know, let's call right. it what it is, a retirement plan for these players because not everybody ends up like the uh, Tony Romo's right. and the Jason Witten's that can go on TV or the Marcus Spears and the Ryan yeah. Clarks that can go on ESPN. That's yeah. that's not the case for a lot of these players, yeah. you know. So I think there has to be, you know, something where you have the, the older players come together with, you know, with the players that we have now in the league and try to put a plan in, okay, you know, or maybe, you know, when these guys get drafted, get these guys with somebody yeah. who can, all right, you know, obviously football is your main concern, yeah. your main priority, but there's going to be, there's always going to be life after. Yep. You're not going to be able to play forever. Yep. Maybe Tom Brady, but the, re- the rest of them is not going to so play forever. It's so much different, you know, 
being an NBA player, being an MLB player, even being an NHL player, you know, you're putting your body through a stress with all of this and, and being a, you know, a physical athlete, mm-hmm. you know, body, joint pain, aches and all this stuff later on in life is definitely going to be something you see. Um, however, there's no stress like American football. Like, let's be real. It's one of, it's, it's probably the most, you know, obviously you have stuff around the world like rugby and, but mm-hmm. we don't watch rugby. Um, and we're talking about American sports, if you will. So, for that point, I would say it's the most dangerous sport. Mm-hmm. It's the most vicious sport. It's the most you have to turn into a maniac. Uh, UFC fighters, MMA fighters, and boxers. Mm-hmm. So, combat. We got into this with Josh when we shout out to Josh. March thirteenth, <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> March thirteenth, first round. Um, but. I guess I was talking about like basketball, football, baseball, hockey, mm-hmm. not combat. Um, and you know, you find to go back to my point, you find MLB players living happily ever after. You could find some NBA players, uh, the ones that didn't go broke, right, and f- finding their own depression in, in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but that physical toll that takes on your mind, it look it. It goes into the world of that Chris Benoit thing, right? Like, mm. it, that's where that stuff starts coming in because, I mean, brain damage is serious, man. And, and, you know, putting yourself at risk every week, putting your head first <laughs> in pra- every day, mm-hmm. not every week, every day, practice, game, you know, scrimmage, all this um, since high school. Like, I mean, and, and, it's, and it's comparable, they've said, to, uh, to, car, to car crash collisions. Getting in a car accident every week. Like, I mean... Knowing what, you, like you said, they know what they're putting themselves into. But at the time, one, it's a passion. Two, it's some people's only way out. Three, um, you know, if, if you do something, if you're doing something you love so bad, you're not going to want to see every side of it, you know. And that's just that's just the reality of of, of human nature. But you know, it, it's just sad to see. And and I think there needs to be a bigger discussion talked about with the NFL PA and the mm-hmm. NFL as far as you know how these. Former athletes or current athletes, like you even said, current athletes getting help <clears throat> before they retire so that they're set up in the sense of preparation mentally for what's going to come next, right? Mm-hmm. So that's really that. Um, as far as football, did y'all want to close out with any type of football news, man? Um, I'm scrolling through Twitter and people are saying that they're not too sure that Drew Brees is going to retire. How so? Uh, well, they're saying that he has an announcement coming up very <clears throat> Very soon. I'm not sorry anymore for the stuff that I pulled in the beginning of the year. No, he probably just going to say, yo, coming back for another one, y'all boys. Yo, if he comes back for another year, bro, did he ever say, like, verbatim? That's kind of cringeworthy, though. Like, watching Drew Brees come back for another year. year? No, watching Drew Brees this year was cringeworthy. Uh, kind of like at the end. I think he fucked well, his rib After up. he screwed his rib up. He was yeah. supposed to make, I think, $24 million, and then I think he gave him back, like, I forgot how much he gave him back, but he basically took, like, a huge, like, I ain't giving them niggas back nothing. You broke boys. You ain't nothing without me. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. Big that's, Benny do the same thing. That's kind of questionable, bro. Drew Brees coming back? If he comes back. They you say know he, Sean Payton be the happiest dude. He has an announcement coming up 
soon. Like they said, they said like the next three days. But um, he really. <laughs> Why is Drew Brees getting a special announcement? Y'all don't fucking hype Drew Brees up. He like, yo, you just seen that shit y'all be putting on Twitter? And he like, you know what? Y'all thought I was leaving. Yo, Watch. did Drew Brees take the vaccine yet? Mm, that's true. Oh, he's gonna pull a Jordan Belfort from Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. Fucking leaving. Nah, he needs to go. <laughs> somebody, he needs to go. <laughs> you need to fucking leave. <laughs> somebody, yeah, somebody in the crowd should be like, "Well, you know, you should, you should really go." Like, come on. Thanks, but you know, Jameis pissed. <laughs> D- don't call me. We'll call you. Facts. So, hey man, Taysom. I didn't know that we were going to end the day with uh, Drew Brees there, but that's what it was. But now it's time for what it is, for that NBA vibe. We got a lot of NBA talk. Draymond Green has some comments, mm. which which kind of boils into some trade talk before the deadline. We're still like a month away from the deadline. Um, the Knicks are balling, right? The right Knicks before our balling. eyes. Right before our eyes, and and, and I, I was just telling my roommate Jacob, shout out my roommate Jacob, another another Knicks fan, that this is that hey, usually Jacob. this time of year is when they're already out of like y'all fighting for lottery, they're fighting for lottery picks. <laughs> so this is like the deepest they've been for like playoff contention. It's kind of good to see. Like we we've always said we want to see good, right? You know, it's it's the mecca. We want to see say, good Knicks basketball. I always say the NBA is more fun. When the Knicks are playing good. I agree. It's a little more competitive. It's a little more spicy when the Knicks are on ESPN and the garden is packed. Obviously, with COVID, we can't see that anyway. Shout out to to Tibbs. But how fun would it have been if, you know, in a non-COVID year, in a perfect world, the Knicks are literally balling and we got, you know, the garden getting hyped. But that's for another discussion another day. Right now. Shout out Julius Randle real quick because he's playing great this year. He is. We're going to get into that. We have uh, I Hate Sean. Y'all know him as. We know him as Sean. <laughs> homie from the Plug Talk podcast, if you didn't know. A man of many things. He calls himself a man of many monikers. Again, what is it? It is a moniker in itself. Stay with me. I got you, bro. Hey, salute. Yo, so. This is our first phone call, too, so. <laughs> That's a fact. We, so, you making history, let, man. Let, let, me, let me just put this on real quick. Sean, from plug talk podcast also doing a lot of work and a lot of content with uh the knicks wall so i want to shout them out too because obviously we're going to get into some knicks talk and we got a knicks specialist i'll call him that um so i want to i want to kind of open the floor for you that's our knicks senior analyst there you go (laughs) i hit that shit right on the head there you go so i kind of wanted to open the floor for you to kind of just get into the discussion of What's been driving the Knicks' success this year? Uh, what's changed from last year and the years before where, you know, at this point of the season, like Justin said, it was what it was, and you at your points were probably cursing somebody out on Twitter at this point. Um, you guys are a little calmer <laughs> nowadays, and you guys are, you know, sitting at 7th in the East in, in, in late February by the All-Star break. Like, you got to be feeling good. You have an All-Star caliber player on your team, Julius Randle. Talk to us about the Knicks' success, what's what's driving it, and and how how it can maintain. Um, I mean, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. Honored to be the first phone call. I'm like, look, look at y'all, man. Like, advancing in technological avenues. And and I also appreciate the Knicks love. You feel me? Because I definitely came in there and heard a fair share of Knicks hate. So for sure, for Justin. Sure. Yeah, Justin gave it away. <laughs> Justin. 
But um, yeah, man, it's been a really good season. It's been really enjoyable. Uh, it's been a hell of a time covering it, and just you know, seeing the team grow. Um, Julius Randle is an All Star, one hundred percent. Anybody who doesn't acknowledge the fact that Julius Randle is an All Star, I truly would love to spit in that cereal someday. Ooh, That's really how I feel. hey, Seriously. if I could cut you off, you know the All Things Sports Gang. We had a bowl of frosted Cheerios. We all we all had a bowl of frosted Cheerios before the before the episode. How were those? Fire. And also, I, I, quick question. I Yo, strawberry milk or chocolate milk? Sure. Oh. Nah, go ahead. You just jumped out nah, and said nah. strawberry. Hey, Think go. about <laughs> it. Hey, hold on. Think about it, Sean. Think about it. Get, get you a right answer. It, it depends. All right, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Chocolate milk is more consistent. Like, no matter where you get chocolate milk, no matter where you get chocolate milk, no matter where you get chocolate milk, no matter where you Nesquik, what's your favorite? What's your go-to? So, what is your go-to uh, strawberry, strawberry milk. milk? My go-to strawberry milk, um, Hershey. I mean, I don't really, I don't do this anymore because I don't drink milk no more. Um, Ooh. Oh, all right, stunned, healthy, all right, relax. Hershey strawberry syrup. Hey, Oof. okay, you 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 went you went deep into the collection bag right there. You talking two thousand two right there? Yes, yes, yes. Strawberry syrup will get you right. We're I here. Can't speak for any new syrup. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but goddamn, we here for the Knicks, not the syrup. Julius Randle's averaging twenty three a game, eleven rebounds a game, and five and a half assists. How does that make you feel inside? A little warm. It, it, what, it, what is amazing. it? Amazing. He's showing up on a nightly basis. Uh, he's there for us. He's dependable. That star production. You don't get that from many other guys. Um, those averages. He no nobody's done that since Larry Bird. On a percentage, he's doing it on. Uh, he's shooting forty percent from three. Yeah. Like, come on, Julius Randle shooting forty percent from three, eighty percent from the free throw line. Like, there's he, there's nothing he's not doing this year. He's been he, we're, we're top three defense in the NBA. He's contributing to winning basketball. Like, it's you can't. He's leading the league in minutes on a top defense in the NBA. Yeah. So I want to hear people stop saying bad things about yeah. defense. I, I want to ask you about two or three more players here. I don't know what what they want to ask you about, but R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sophomore season, 17 points a game. You know, 16 and a half, 17. I'll give him 17. He went to Duke, so I'll bump him up to 18. 18 points a game for R.J. <laughs> R.J. Barrett. With, um, you know, he's looking at six rebounds a game. And I, I want to I speak to you about his progression and, and how last year to this year you see the improvement of Consistency. I think that's the biggest thing in his game. Am I wrong or, or am I head on? Uh, no, not wrong at all. De- definitely head on there. Uh, consistency and just his finishing at the rim. Okay. His finishing at the rim, his free throw shooting has improved. So it's like a lot of times last year, RJ would get certain looks and he wouldn't be able to finish them. Um, or he would get to the, I think he shot like, you know, damn near below 60% from the free throw line last year. So he left a lot of points on the board. Um, and this year, RJ's not leaving as many points on the board. I honestly think those those 18 and 6 numbers honestly kind of frustrate 17. But they, they honestly kind of frustrate me. Because um, with what I've seen from RJ in progression, he's also been an excellent wing defender. I mean, he's, one, he's the best wing defender on our team. Right. Or top three defense in the NBA. Um, he's taking one-on-one assignments with Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, like doing what he can, hanging in there. Yeah. He's done an excellent job. 
Um, but yeah, like I, he he could be better than that. I don't feel like Tibbs gives him the respect as the sophomore who came in with high expectations and exceeded them. Um, I, and you know, showing up every single night, like Tibbs is playing with his minutes, not putting him in the I game. Think Tibbs, I think Tibbs. I think Tibbs is playing with his emotions more than he's trying to play with his minutes. You know how much of a stickler Tibbs is for a strong defense. Do you think it has to do with how how competitive Tibbs is and and him wanting to get the best out of guys and maybe trying to push R.J. Barrett to a place where it's like, you know, I am doing enough, but it's still not enough? I'm just curious. I mean, like, listen, if Tibbs is a mastermind and that's what it is, I don't know. But, I mean, playing an Alec Burks who isn't hitting shots right, right. and Reggie Bullock who's out there collecting cardio over R.J. Barrett who's averaging 17-6 and six and been your best wing defender all season and has been a clear number two option, like, he's been he played very well. Stop. Like, if you want to play with RJ, do it in practice, bro. Like, I need these winners. Like, so, I don't need, I don't have time for you to play these little mind games. Like, and you're throwing off the rhythm. Like, just let him get into a rhythm. Let him continue to be that guy that he is. Let him make big plays. Like, RJ's done really big things for us all year. Yes, sir. He's part of our success this year. Yo, Sean, so when were you sold on, uh, on, um, Julius Randle? Because, like, you know, he'd been around for a little minute. So, when were you, like, when were you, uh, sold on my guy? Um, honestly, from the, I, I've wanted to sign Julius from before he was even a Nick. Um, and then once we actually... Put Sean in the front him, office. You see what my guy just says? <laughs> you saw him pouting in L.A. You saw when he was struggling in the Lakers, man, trying to make something happen. Nobody wasn't getting nothing to shake. Yeah, and his game, his game improved from year to year. That's something I always liked about Julius. Right. I mean, so, he's a um, tough player. Yeah, last year it was different for him being in this number one role, you know, the team being trying to go through him, and fifth day was horrible. So, I mean, there were a lot of things that led to him, you know, being frustrating. But I kept telling people, I'd always say, Julius Randle is good at basketball. Like, when he gets out of his own sure. way. Hey, we watched him at Kentucky, play. dog. We mm-hmm. know he's good at basketball. Yeah, exactly. Julius Randle is very good at basketball, so... I think he's just being able to put that on display now. So I, I was sold on Julius from the jump, honestly. I was frustrated. And once we drafted Obi, I thought I just assumed we were getting rid of Julius. But I mm. love the fact that we didn't, especially I kind of didn't want to, only because I felt like we would have to give him away for really low value have we done in the offseason. How, so like, how you feel about Obi so far? Um, I I love Obi. I, you know, he got hurt in the first game of the season, so that threw things off a little bit. Um... And then from there, I, I, I want him to actually get more minutes. He really only plays to spell Julius, and Julius leaves the NBA in minutes. So Obi <laughs> doesn't get a lot of time out there. And I want Biz, especially now with Mitchell Robinson, out to be able to find a way to have both of them out there just so that we can see Obi's yep. progress. Because we're seeing flashes from him, but I want him to get some consistency. So you brought up, you know, guard play with, you know, Reggie Bullock and, and Peyton. So obviously you guys just got the acquisition of – Derek Rose. So, from what you're seeing so far, what are your kind of likes, I guess, and dislikes of what you're seeing? What do you expect him to bring now to your team? The new um, Knicks. Mm. I, I love the Derek Rose acquisition. Um, I he, he in the first three games he was here, we were plus seventy five in his minutes on the floor. Hmm. So that's like plus twenty five per game. Right. That's that's insane. Um, he really like we were last in the NBA in pace. He's getting us out in transition. He's looking for guys. Uh, he's just a genuine scoring threat. He can create his own shot. He creates for others. 
Um, and he makes the ball move. Like he makes the he makes the ball move. He forces the defense to react to different things. Um, and he's just, he's a really solid vet. Like he's uh, taking a huge For interest. Sure. And uh, you know, and, and I saw that in preseason this year with him with Killian Hayes. Yeah. Like, really, like, yep. like, made an effort to take him under his wing. So he's doing the same exactly. thing with Manuel quickly. And like I can see the effect. I'm, and IQ talks about it. He's doing the same thing with Obi. So like. You know, that, it's, a, it's a great thing to see. It's nice to have a point guard who's actually, you know, trying to set guys up and looking out for guys rather than a point guard who's right. for his next one-year But contract. my thing is, like, I love Derrick Rose for that fact of he, he cares to win. He cares to be good every night. He cares to do everything the right way. And you know that his attitude is is team first no matter what. Like, Derrick Rose went through Detroit. Not a lot of people make it out of Detroit Literally, whether you're playing basketball or just passing through the Minnesota city. Too. But, uh, yeah, and Minnesota. So he went to two death traps, made it out, you know, is reunited again with his coach. And and we've seen, you know, in the, some some quick short success from him. But I know that you mentioned Emmanuel quickly. And as quickly as he kind of uh, oh, ca- came in the league, as quickly as he came in the league, that's as quick as his... You know, rise to to attention. I don't want to say you know anything crazy, but his attention is is gotten way bigger, and and I can definitely say he's a household name in New York Twitter, in New York Knicks fans, uh, you know Knicks tape Twitter or whatever y'all want to call it. I don't know. I'm part of Heat Nation. You know, we annoying on Twitter. Um, not that y'all not, but talk to me about Emmanuel Quickly's game, man, because Obi Toppin was the guy. You know, what was he the fifth pick or so? The eighth pick. Um, and yeah, I mean, shit, we, I wasn't expect, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I didn't think he would come in and, and produce. I wasn't but expecting him to I make wasn't, exactly. Like this rate, I didn't think he'd be nowhere. producing like this. Man, he's out there dropping 20 bombs. He's out there putting up 31 points in under 25 minutes. Like he's, he's special. He gets to the free throw line at a ridiculous rate. He's third in the NBA in free throw percentage, so not only does he get there almost at will, right. but he knocks them all down. He spaces the floor from about 35 feet. It's it's beautiful. Like he, His jumper gets up quickly. Um, his floater is money. He's been missing a little bit over the past week or so, so you know, but I, I still trust him. Um, and he also has good vision, and he, you know, he's just a... He's like a smart basketball player, man. Like you just watch him. Like even he's a little small, so he gets overpowered a little bit defensively right. at times. But I mean, like he'll grow. He'll, he'll grow into right that places. size. Yeah, he's in the right places. He's hustling. He's making plays. He just he's he makes basketball fun when he's on the court, and he can pull up from yeah. thirty-five. You know, I'm telling. Sometimes I really do like it's time not to say it, but I get Steph Curry vibes from him. Like mm. not saying he is Steph Curry. Not saying he's gonna be Steph Curry. But just in the way that the, the amount of attention he draws from defense right. is crazy. And his uh, confidence, yo. We played the Heat. Y'all were, y'all were doubling him at 40 feet away from the basket. You got to remember, Spolstra knows. <laughs> and when you know, you can't deny. Like, you can't act like you don't know. So, if Emmanuel quickly has been that spark offensively for you guys and gives you those key minutes, you know, looking like... I don't want to do comparisons, but you know what he brings to your table. Spo knows what he brings to your table. Why would we not show him the attention he so well deserves? And you know, put him on, put him on ice one time because you know when you come to Miami, everybody's everybody's hot shit mm. until they come to Miami and feel what that real heat is. Not saying this toward Emmanuel quickly, but just the defensive outlook on why a coach Spo 
uh, would do so. So any coach that sees IQ and says, yeah, let's draw this attention to him, I credit them because look what IQ's doing. Like you said, he's pulling up from 35. He has the confidence in his game. He's throwing up floaters. And, you know, that, nice. that, that Steph Curry comparison, like it's it's – it's fair, like an early, you know, an early career Steph, and the confidence you see. And now younger kids these days have so much more confidence than you know draft picks early back in the day, um, like that five through twenty. You know, I I feel like that top five was okay, whatever. That's the hype. You have to have you know that mentality. But those those picks twelve to twenty was like shit. We don't know and. He's playing like a top five pick this year in the sense of his confidence and where he feels he belongs. So I respect him. I respect a lot of him. Uh, before you get out of here, though, Sean, I want to ask you. And again, we appreciate you, you know, stopping by and letting us chop up some, <laughs> some, by. some Knicks talk. Right? <laughs> Pulled up on a on an iPhone. But where does the rest of your season success and playoff hopes come from? What do you guys? have to do how do you guys kind of close this thing out to make sure that the next two months are are you know what we've seen for the last two uh we had to stop playing alfred payton um, <laughs> i was waiting for his name to come up <laughs> kill him kill him <laughs> he hates this <laughs> man, <right? laughs> yeah we had to stop playing alfred payton but i won't even make this alfred payton pylon kind of thing <laughs> no um, make a diss track quickly definitely has to play at least 25 minutes a night it's really sickening that he's still not doing so um, I don't know how many times you got to watch a guy shift the game or score 25 points in 20 minutes before you say, hey, maybe I should give him 25 minutes and see what happens. Right. Um, other than that, we just got to gotta keep it up defensively. and We've done a pretty good job. That's something that Tibbs is going to make sure of. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost Mitchell Robinson last week, so that really hurt. For sure. Um, he's out four to six weeks. So, you know, mm-hmm. we just got to stay, stay the course, um, try, try to – we have a pretty favorable schedule right now. So we lost to Orlando last night. That really hurt me because it was going to make us uh, back to 500 and have us on fourth street yeah. before playing Minnesota on Sunday. And that should be five. Chance days. to get five, but, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So that, that game really pissed me off. I haven't really – I've tried not to think about the next much since. Um, but, yeah, we've got to just win the winnable games and hold it down until we get Mitch back. And I think that once we get the rotations figured out, I'm tired of losing. Like, last night was a rotation loss. And it's just like – the 30th game of the season should not be a rotation. Right. Loss, bro. Like, get the rotation together. Right. So, um, hopefully we get the rotation together, get the right guys on the floor, right lineups together, and then, uh, you know, have the momentum with Mitch coming back to uh, hit full speed ahead toward the end of the season. I honestly believe that we can be a top six seed even. Like, my goal is to avoid the play-in. Mm-hmm. Yo, so uh, real quick, before we let you go, because we've been arguing about this for, like, a good week, can you give us, like, a MVP dark horse? My MVP Dark Horse? Yeah, just give it. We've been arguing about this for a good minute. Um, Before the season, I said Jason Tatum was my Dark Horse. Next mm. to, like, I thought Devin Booker and Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um, Too bad the Celtics fucking know. suck. The Celtics don't look that great. <laughs> yeah. They, they, <laughs> I, Kemba came back and they stopped being good. <laughs> yeah, that. ironically. <laughs> um, Kemba Walker's never made anybody better, by the way. <laughs> Nobody in Charlotte ever got better. He was there for like 10 years. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that shit is actually crazy. Yeah. Well, I hate to break um, it to you, but Jason Tatum ain't winning the MVP. Yeah, no, not Jason Tatum. So my dark horse, I mean, it's kind of hard to have a dark horse now. I mean, I, that's kind of the LeBron thing we got into there, as well. We're 30 games in. Like, you know who's there. Right. Curry. Like, um, I, but I think if, if I was going to really have a dark horse, I mean, I, I'm going to sound crazy, but 
My dark horse is Julius Randle. The Knicks get like a 50. <laughs> Sean, oh. come on, Sean, come on. Come on, Sean. You knew we were doing so good. So, so if Julius Randle, right, check me out, right? Check me out, right? No, no, I definitely, I can't argue that because when I was, I pulled up some numbers last week, we were looking at Curry, we were looking at KD, and it's it's fair, it's fair what you're saying. Now, this is all predicated on the Knicks being a top four team because there's no way in hell if the Knicks are a top five team in the East, any Nick gets MVP for any consideration. Like, that's just the reality of the NBA and where you guys are at right now. But if you guys can finish the season, you know, I think the main thing is, like you said, stay the course till Mitchell Robinson gets back. Once he gets back, if that just kind of propels you guys, like, who are we fooling? I'm not going to look at it right now and say the Knicks are going to make a top five, uh, top four finish. I can say top five. I won't think you guys get top four. But it'll be fun. We're going to talk again. You know, we'll see each other in the streets on the court. You feel me? Maybe maybe on set. Who knows? But, um, yeah, man, for now, we appreciate you for coming by. Um, I want to let everybody know to follow you on Twitter at I Hate Sean. Go follow his podcast at Plug Talk Pod. And also, uh, go follow the Knicks wall. Sean is, is doing a lot of great contributions. And, and shout out to those boys at the Knicks wall because they do a lot of great, great things on Twitter. They have a great following. So, we appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a great day. All right, night. bro. Love you, bro. Bye. Bye, bro. Love y'all, too, man. This phone thing is dope. Y'all, y'all pioneers. It's that, it's that hotline bling, bro. <laughs> yeah, do the Drake dance for me. <laughs> I know when that hotline bling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, bro. All right, y'all, man. So, yeah, man. That was, that was Sean, you know, the homie podcast family right there definitely follow him on Twitter because he is he is funny on Twitter I think the greatest thing I always see whenever there's a Knicks game I gotta go on Twitter because I know <laughs> Sean is gonna be all over it live tweeting the hell out and of him. the funniest and best thing he does is he hypes up Alfred Payton just so he can trade him uh, he's like <laughs> he's like yes Alfred Payton he's playing great he, he's, he's more valuable to trade now straight up you know what's crazy though? Back to football. I know. I know we all football. Did y'all know uh, Eli Manning' real name is Elijah? Did I? Is is that me? Not knowing. I that? didn't know that. But all right, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen, if you look up Eli Manning, he spells it E L I S H A. Elisha. 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 Yeah. Elisha. Spell it like that. S in there. Elisha. Yeah, pull it up. Just pull up Eli Manning. It's gonna come up. <laughs> That's his name. I was I was blown I'm away. A, I was like, wait, kid. so his name isn't Eli? Elijah Nelson. Elisha. His name is Elisha. Elisha? Oh no. I'ma say Elisha, bitch. That, that Elisha. 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 Or is that a bad Elisha. way to Yo, that's crazy though. I ain't know that. Wasn't A sounds like E, but sometimes after mm-hmm. C before Y, right. something yeah. like that. Smell, yeah. yeah, negative yeah. one plus two mm-hmm. exponent <laughs> <right, whatever>. equals <laughs> Elisha. Yes, divided by five, and you're gonna get an odd number. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, in other NBA news, though, I know we broke it off with the Knicks. I want to talk about the All Star Game and its format. We could start there, and then we'll talk about. The selections and who's starting, who doesn't deserve to be there, who does, who got gypped, all that shit. So, 
It looks like 6.30 Sunday, All-Star Weekend, we're getting the three-point or skills challenge and three-point contest. Mm -hmm. Then after that, we get the game. Then we get halftime. We get the dunk contest, which I don't know how they're going to do in a halftime. Then we get the second half. Then we get that fourth quarter where it's not timed, but it goes up to like a certain amount oh, like, last, like, year. last year. They're like doing, doing it like last year. It was cool. It's, yeah, it's, it's, doing the slam dunk contest at halftime is disrespectful. It is. It's what like, hurry up, guys. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I don't give a fuck about the Oscars. LeBron's legs are getting cold. To I be honest, like, it's I not like going to sound good without fans. Like, fans are what make the dunk contest so like, ah, like, it's not going to. I mean, I mean, there's got to be fans. I mean, no, if you there's can't, not gonna no? be any fans. Oh. I mean, because even the mayor, there. the mayor was like, "This is not a traveling event. This is a televised event. Stay home. Do not come here." So yeah, there's going to be yeah, they zero. Had, you know, they, they should have had All Star Weekend at the bubble. <laughs> they shouldn't have All Star Weekend at all. That's, that's no. I mean, if, they, if they're going to have it, they should. They should have definitely let these dudes get some vacation with or their family. Or better than Atlanta. Just rest. Like Vegas? Maybe doing it in Vegas. Rest at home. Go to Idaho or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they could, no, they could have done it in Vegas because Vegas is where they do summer league. And they, they got that desert. Yeah, they got that yeah, desert vibe over there. Vibe. Yeah. But Atlanta, you know, Atlanta's the popping city right now. Atlanta's doing its thing right now. Every rapper is going to be at every club. All-Star Weekend. It's going to be a crazy scene. Like, let's in be real. Magic City. In the ma- if y'all know, y'all know. Facts. But if you don't, game. you broke. Dame is in the three-point contest. Dame is not starting for the All-Star team. Tell me how that happened. I like how we did that. Who the fuck is? Who, the, man. Who chooses this thing? How Luka did The, the fans? fans? I'm tired of the NBA forcing Luka on us. And Zion. No, 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 no. Let's get it. Let's get it right. Zion no, Williamson. Do do stop. Oh, stop, 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 stop. Wait, 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 wait. Zion Williamson is balling. Yeah, now he is. So we're not being forced. He was the what number one pick. Now? He was injured last year they and they were forcing... babying his minutes. I, I That's know. fair. All right, so what? And they were and still he's... pushed they were still forcing him on Because the number one pick of the draft, oh, bro. I, I mean they push every number one pick of the draft. Hold on. Let's that. do that. Two, let's not forget, like he said, who Zion Williamson was coming out of high school. Yeah, going there's to a reason Duke, why the coming Pelicans out of college. were going wild when they got that first pick. Cool, I get it. I'm not. I'm no, that's but, <laughs> but, but you're just hating at that point because you're well, not trying I mean, to agree how? with us because you're not trying to see our points no, that we're I making. No, I don't agree. We can just agree to disagree. No, but, th- but why are you disagreeing? Because you just... Because what? what? What makes it so like? What? What numbers have he putting up to make me feel like? Oh, he. All right, it's cool for him to for them to push against us. So he's off of, averaging what you said, twenty three. He has uh, the most point paints uh, points in the paint this year. He just put up his career high thirty six. Cool. He put up another thirty one point That's game. Nothing for me he, to feel like the NBA should be pushing him against us. But how? How? Okay, so how hard is the NBA pushing him as opposed to Luka Doncic? That's a good question. As far as who would be pushing harder, they're definitely pushing Luka Doncic harder. Yeah. So because Zion's just natural, just you know, Zion, Zion is electric. So there has yes. to be that exciting factor in the game. So I understand why the NBA is trying to do what mm-hmm. it's doing with them, but I still like don't see them pushing. Push, yeah, like Luka's, a, no, no, no. They are pushing Luka push really Luka. heavy. Him being a starter in the All Star game this year oh, yeah. um, shows that. Not to take away from his game, he is an All Star, but. You know, it's, they're going a little too hard right there. So, go ahead and name the starting lineup for the West, for the East. Because uh, in America, we lead, we read left to right. Right? So, we'll start in the West. We'll go to the East. And then, if we will, we'll think of if you had to replace somebody in each East and West, 
starting lineup, mm-hmm. who would you replace and who would you replace insert? So, in the West, we have LeBron, uh, the Joker, Kawhi, Steph, and Luka. And then out East, we got Giannis, Joel, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and Bradley Beal. Shout out my dog, Bradley Beal, for the connects you already know. Got snubbed last year. I mean, got snubbed not this year. I mean, as far as the West, though, I, I can't say they really didn't like mess it up this year. Like, as far as you know, anytime that the fucking list is revealed, it'd be like a thousand players. Not even a thousand. Let me stop tripping. It'd be mad players on Twitter crying about how they feel like they got. Snubbed I mean, Bradley Beal definitely got snubbed last year. No, I ain't gonna argue. Tom Brady can take it. I just don't think Kyrie should be there. I mean, so you agree with the West? The West. I just I would take Luca out and I would put uh, Dame, but for the East I would take Kyrie out and I would put Zach Levine. I like that. That's nice. Why the fuck is Kyrie there? I, <laughs> like why I mean, is he there? Nah, Zach Levine is. I mean, he's top ten in scoring. I think he's like seven. Zach Levine been balling. Balling. <laughs> like what I'm the hell? Pull up this boy's numbers. June, what you think of the lineup? I mean. I'm definitely taking Kyrie out of the East. And as far as the West, I mean, if I had to take somebody out. There's mad people that you could have probably put over Kyrie. Not saying, not taking anything from Kyrie, but there's a lot of people. So here's my thing. Here's my thing. I don't know that we're we're going a little hard on Luka Doncic. I don't know why I said that. I mean, but it's just out of. No, no, no. Hold on. Look at Luka Doncic numbers. He's putting up. 29 a game, mm-hmm. 9 rebounds, and 9 assists. What's well, the, that's all-star numbers. All right, where, oh, where, where are the now, in the standings, though? That's fair. Because I'm, I'm not saying that he has to be, like, his team has to be up there, but if you compare that shit to Dame, Dame got them at fourth without Nurkic without CJ and Cone. CJ. That's, that's all facts. Him and Melo. <laughs> I mean, here, let me let me do this. Big Booker. I can't do that. I can't do that. So, to James's point, mm-hmm. real quick, Zach Levine's numbers, he's 28.5 a game, uh, five re- 5.5 rebounds, and five assists. He's shooting 52 from the floor, 43, I mean, basically almost 44 from three. Uh, his free throw is basically 85. So, yeah, those are, those, are, those are numbers. And he's the man on the team. Oh, hands down. Hands down. It's yeah, come on. No, nah, no, nah. Zach. Even even He's last year, I mean, Zach was in consideration for last year. People were saying that, you know, he should have made. They weren't saying he got snubbed, but they're saying like he should have made it. I mean, this year it should have been like him for sure, for sure. Like, I mean, Kyrie been absent, and the number and like the numbers that he like I was obviously I'm not surprised Kyrie's making the All Star team, but like you said, to have the absence and he's been coming on obviously fire as of late. So I was surprised that they gave him the, the starter. Yeah. Like, Here. Go ahead. What's up? I'm having a tough time. Talking about Kawhi? Well, Kawhi. Because. Kawhi's been balling. Low yeah, key. but. Very low key, he's been balling. And is, is he still putting up 40, 50, 90? I think he's hurt right now. Let me see right here. I'm just having a tough time here, man. I. It's a lot of players, yo. It's a lot of players. And Kawhi's putting up Kawhi's putting up 26, 27 a game, six rebounds, and five assists. 
That's really good numbers. And he's doing it while shooting 51 from the field, 38, uh, 39 from three, and 87 at the line. Um, I want to look here at... I wish Julius Randle would have got it. This guy here, 27 points a game, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists. And I don't know if I'm tripping, but I didn't see him in the NBA All-Star starting line. He is. Okay. 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 Hey, NBA. Okay. He got to be there. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like, it dude, is a fair, pretty. It, it is a pretty fair lineup. They didn't fuck it up that much this uh, this year. Like it's not that bad. So who in the West? Okay, but let me go, Dame. What, what were Dame's numbers? I got them right here. Incredible. Uh, they're. It's basically thirty. It's twenty nine point eight. So it's thirty points, uh, four rebounds, and eight almost assists. Eight assists. I'm definitely taking Kawhi out and putting Dame Lillard. No. Obviously, he's front court. You know, that's where the trick is. I mean, it's the All Star game. Doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely taking Dame Lillard and 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 taking out Kawhi. I would. I'm not mad at that. I'd leave Luca there. Yeah, because then you just and I put Luca for court. You put LeBron at the four. Yeah, you put LeBron at the four. Luca three. Yeah, good. and then well, I agree with that. And then definitely Kyrie Irving coming out uh, of the East. Uh, and I, I I I like the shout out for Zach Levine. I would say, and I think you would say, but I would say James Harden. I mean, over Kyrie. Yes. I don't know his yeah. numbers right now. Um, I mean, he's almost averaging a triple double. I ain't gonna lie, it's a off, few. Off left. I mean, it's a few I mean, you know who's having a really good season? He wouldn't start, but I think he is an all star. Jalen Brown. Oh, I agree. I've been pushing for, I've been pushing for Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's having a real good year. Jalen Brown's playing pretty good this year, too. Mm-hmm. Um, John Collins. Clint Capella. John Collins playing good. Those two have been balling. I ain't gonna front. I mean, and then, like we said, obviously Julius Randle. All star. Right. Okay. 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 We just spoke about that with Sean, and I forgot. So. I mean, yeah, you, you, <laughs> it's a big team right there. You want to put Julius Randle, Bradley Beal, KD, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. You know, if you could have that, then I would mm. definitely put 28, 11, and 6 over Kyrie. But that's that's not the way it works. So, hey. But like like James said, I don't think they messed it up too much. Like, these are some, some solid-ass starters yeah, right here. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. It's just probably like the, the two. I mean, well, the one from each uh, each side. That's it was like it's perfect. Like. Yeah, yeah, it's not that bad, man. I want front. Y'all want to get to uh, AD injury? Yeah, I mean, look. James Harden, by the way, is at 24 and a half, seven rebounds a game, 11 assists per game. So leave, leave the league in assists. He should definitely be over Kyrie in that discussion. But, you know, the NBA do the NBA stuff. Um, AD, man, AD. It's an Achilles, uh, excuse me, it's a, it's a calf strain, which... This is what KD had last year, or mm-hmm. two years ago, right? And yeah. we saw the unfortunate events that followed with that. I don't think that this is as serious as that. I hope it's not, and I think the Lakers have a better staff uh, with the injuries than the Warriors do. But And they said they'll reevaluate in two or three weeks. I man, hate, I, there's hate, definitely no I, I think they got to sit him out until he's 110%. That's what I I've been how, saying. Um, I hate how like, the media is just like, oh, the title run is wide open now. It's like, yo, relax. AD comes back. This shit back there's no, the there's no chance the Lakers <laughs> miss the playoffs, and then having an AD that's healthy with LeBron James, that's cheat time. code, bro. We saw it last year, and there's nothing and changing my mind. Now. Exactly, there's nothing changing my mind, which I don't like the Marcus Gasol thing. And I'm people not gonna also lie. need to understand. I do. Not people should fan. also understand it is a little bit still early in the season. Yeah, like yo, LeBron yeah, it's time to come back. And he's good. Right. I just I don't know. Yeah, it's time to come back. Oh, no. Yeah, it's time to come back. Well, 
But uh, yeah, I think I think AD exactly. He has time. He knows he's not pressured. He knows they're gonna hold it down, and they're still probably get a top three seed in the West without him. So he can I, come I, back. Yeah, he can come back in a that month. It happened, but I'm sure he can come I'm back. Sure. I'll say he come back in a month and a half. I'm sure they're happy that it happened. That should be good to go. Yeah, I think he'll be probably towards the end of March, if not first week of April. All right. Like, like you said, no rushing. Yeah, hundred and ten percent. All that. Hey, look, are we gonna do this heat thing, or are we gonna talk uh, about it next week? Because I feel like it deserves a little, a little bit of time. You know what? Wait, hold on. Hold on. I got a question now. Are y'all all back healthy now? No. No. Every Bradley, Myers, Leonard, Dragic, Harold just came back. Let's save it till next week. Let's give y'all boys at least more time. Uh, let's get back it. home. Let, let's regroup from this road trip. Y'all just, y'all Fair? just won though, right? Yeah, we just beat the Kings tonight, okay. which. Fucking kings, bro. I mean, hey, we better have one. But go down to injuries, though. Y'all, y'all, y'all know what the injuries looking like. Avery Bradley's got a. It's either a cat. What is it, Avery Bradley? A calf or an ankle? Some shit like that. Uh, I remember. I think last time I seen it was what Drogic. What Drogic dealing with? Because that's a big bottle. That's a bottle. Drogic, bro. Calf strain for uh, Avery Bradley. Okay. I think. Um, Goran is ankle. You don't have to tell me the Miles Leonard injury. It's all right. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Goran's got an ankle. Avery Bradley's got the got the AD. AB got the AD, you know? I see what you did there. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just... Yeah. I, Continuity. Yeah. Like I said, like though. Like we said, yeah. We'll wait till they get home, settled in. Like, look, when your girl get home, right, from work, or, or better yet... No, let's do this. When your girl get home from work, right... You're going to ask her how her day was, but you're not going to bother her before she put her purse down, right? Got to give her some time. Just let yeah, her, yeah, feel like me? She got to yeah. take a shower Yo, at least. She got to eat. Give her a hug real quick. You know. Give her a kiss. Let her do her thing, and then when she's ready, boom. That's all right, let, Let's let the heat, let's let the heat, feel me? Don't get feel home off this road trip. We're on a losing streak right now. Both of our teams ain't really balling. Yeah, the Bucks. the Bucks. We'll talk about next week um, as well, so stay tuned. Budenholzer, hot seat, hot seat. Oh, we don't know. About the Bucks next week? The Bucks and the Boods. The Bucks and the Buds. See, I think we, yeah, we can probably <laughs> talk NBA, NBA coaching hot seats. Mm. Mm. I don't really think it's that much hot seats. Yeah, well, it's getting warm. <laughs> we know of one. Yeah, just that one. Oh, I'm trying to think of other ones. Yeah, everything's it's coming. the only one that matters. I think LA, I mean, not LA, I think Atlanta um, coach is on the hot seat. And Charlotte's coach is probably on the hot seat. He's probably out of there soon. Oh, Damn. and um, what you call is probably on the hot seat. Sad, sorry, but shout out my guy Stan Van. He's probably on the hot seat. Not at all. He Not just got all. there. Yeah, just got there. First year. Plus, plus they made roster changes. They, they're, they're obviously they're trying right. to shop. I mean, Minnesota's players, coach so. boy. They sitting at seven and twenty-two. I don't know about all that right I there. Fun fact. That's fucking. Dwayne Casey's sitting at 8 and 20, fam. So, you got some guys over there. You know, you got some problems to worry about, bro. What is it? Win percentage is 0.28. Gosh. Yeah, so. Yo, I'm going to let you guys get up out of here. It was a good episode. But before we do, if y'all will, with y'all shout outs, mm-hmm. I don't know oh, where I got we... you. Yo, shout out to Jalen Hurts, man. It's, it's finally here. Hurts season. It's finally here. Let's go. Yo, game ball. Let's go. Right? It's finally here. <laughs> throw that bit. Throw that bit. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, Carson. <laughs>
Man. Uh, this is an Eagles Kudis. ball, bro. We ain't doing this every week, by the way. This is an Eagles ball. This will not New be the shout out ball. Oh, but see, you saw how James passed it to you, so it's the trans it's the transaction. This doesn't go to you, okay? No, no, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't need nothing. This goes right here. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave it. Nice and beautiful. Right, right. Uh shout out Naomi Osaka. Oof. She got the win over the GOAT. And it was like this was one of those storybook things, right? Like Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl two weeks ago. Nice little. Uh, Naomi Osaka plays the GOAT. Serena in the semifinal where Serena was well on her way to winning her, what, 24th Grand Slam, I believe. Serena doesn't have to do any more than she's already done, which she will, and she will do it at a high rate. But she's the best ever. We're not going to see, you know, unless... I don't want to say we're not, but it's going to be a while before we see anything close to what Serena was or is. I'm sorry. I don't, no disrespect. Oh, I, I was... But shout out to uh, Naomi Osaka. We're seeing the future right before our eyes. And, and for us to be able to witness a moment of this passing of the torch type deal, mm-hmm. if anybody's going to be the next Serena, it, she has the ball in her court. I'll say that. So shout out to her. Shout out. The Nigerian Nightmare, mm. Kamar Uzman, mm. you seen it? He put in the work. I he thought his not... ass was done in the first round. Though, yeah, right. Front. He got a little stumble, but came back. Done to <laughs> I mean, he's now he's chasing Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva has 16 consecutive fight win streak, so that that's that who's he's on pace for now. Safe to say, he's uh, safe to say he's fighting Jorge next. I mean, shit, he called him out, so probably looking like it. Jorge or uh, Kobe? I I want to see the Kobe fight just to see, you know, Kobe I mean, he knocked Kobe's jaw. That shit going to be so petty. No, we got to see Jorge. Jorge has to get a whole camp. Yeah. And we got to see it. And I don't want no toe stepping. I want to see him throw hands like how he did Burns. Yeah. Because he was throwing hands. I want to see him stomping on some toes trying to get them points. Well, man, I was thinking to myself, like, yo, maybe throwing hands with this guy really ain't the best thing right now. Yo, he started really painting him. Nah, he started really painting him. Gilbert Burns was getting tired, though. You could see. You could see that. That job saved Shout out to Usman, man. Hey, man. Weekend's about to slide. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a fun one, as it is every weekend. Thank you guys for listening. Follow the podcast on Twitter at ATS Pod, on Instagram at ATS Pod Official. Facts. Pow, 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 pow. Yeah, y'all know the vibes. It's that six times ten shit. Neighbors don't need no favors, them ends don't need no friends. Get me? Look. Hmm? Huh? Look. Listen. I walk in the spot. 30 on me and some chops. All my niggas really rock. Roll, control. Shamaleos, you know how my niggas move. But I ain't moving. I'm rolling and I'm shooting. I said, baby, it's crazy. <laughs> I'll be really with them killing niggas and them drilling niggas and we back. In the floors, get you off. I don't do this too much. I just took. 
that took, give me took back too. What's the word? What y'all wanna do? Empty out the clip. I'm with the Crips, neighborhood shit. All of my niggas they on shit. I ain't gotta be on, bitch. Hold on, I be so gone. Call up that boy YJ gripping on the tool. He gon' break them rules. Boy, you a fool, you a fool. I said Mad Max, he a demon. He let llamas fly. So so, one call that boy built for homicide. I ain't well ready. Stay steady. Don't gotta say too much. I was in a pen with a couple killer niggas and I stay toothed up. I could get you shot, get you packed up. Huh? That's on the set. I ain't gotta say too much and I just let that bitch, let that bitch off. Stupid nigga, what you talking for? I am really in these streets and I won't say no more. Hold on, shake it. Just, I said, just shake it All this money that I'm making Bad bitches and they cake it Ass fat, huh Heard that bad bitch with Jamaican Put it in her place, put it in her face Hold on, she was so wet <laughs> Grabbed on the tech Now I gotta lift a nigga up, leave his brother upset Heard that little nigga telling Huh, I'm a felon But I ain't even gonna act like I'm playing with a nigga I'ma get him I'm nasty Bad bitches and they classy They ain't trashy Ask me anything you really want I'ma let him up I'ma go dumb huh. I do this shit for fun Tell them niggas check in with me Cause I keep a gun Huh? You cannot play 38 Let it spray That 9 milli 30 clip Let him This is all I gotta say I do it though for the game me and you is not the same Stay in your place Boy, you a lame I'll carry the two And I'm still on the fifth With the eighth Whoa, whoa, whoa Grrr. Bow, 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 pow